on the beach. Um, it was one of the beaches that is it's relatively hard to get to. Like it's not easy. It's not super accessible. Mm. We did this thing called the Road to Hana, which is basically this long ass winding road up this fucking mountain, and it goes to a city called Hana. Road to Hana. Road to Hana is literally what it's called. Okay. And you can drive it or you can take tours. I decided to drive it, which was too probably much, not too much wise. driving. It's a lot of driving. And I was in a Cadillac Escalade, like the biggest SUV on earth, navigating these fucking 10 point fucking turns, literally dirt like roads. the tightest turns, pretty much. Yeah. Some of them are paved. Some of them are like a little gravelly. So Hana is basically the only city in Maui that's like, untouched by like normal touristy stuff like it's just an old ass fucking city which is really cool but to get there from where we're at is about a three-hour drive yeah and it's not that far away it's only like 35 miles away this is what sucks about maui it sucks about all of hawaii when you look at your gps like when you're driving in ohio and and something is 35 miles away you're like okay it's gonna take about 45 minutes to get there right in Maui, if something's 35 miles away, it takes you two and a half hours because there's only one road there and it's through mountains. Like it's winding and yeah. you can only go like 25 miles an hour yeah, max. speed, yeah. So we did this road to Hana thing, which was really cool. It's like a whole tour and there's waterfalls and beaches and the whole thing. And Maui's like super popular for surfing. There's like, because there's rock cliffs and there's just the ocean itself and the current is like really conducive for surfing. So there's surfers literally everywhere. And so we, we take the, do the road to Hana. It's really cool. Stop at some beaches. Well, the last beach, like, at, this is past road to Hana. Like, we're already, we're already past the city. Lauren and I decided to stop at this one beach. It just looked beautiful. We could see it off to our left. We're like, oh, man, let's go down there. And there's quite a few people at the beach because it's really, it's really popular. Anyway, yeah. at this beach, the undertow and the waves are a little bit, rougher than where it is where our resort was at which is fairly mild in 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 comparison so we we go to this beach and i'm just standing i'm like waiting in the water you know it's like five feet right and next thing i know i'm being like sucked back and I'm like, I'm Lauren's like in front of me and I'm looking at her I'm like, oh, <laughs> and this fucking wave just curls on top of me. Take me ocean. And literally fl- <laughs> it flips me completely. And I land on my feet. It flips me and I land like a sumo wrestler. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> but it like hit, I hit my head and like sand got in my ear. Like sand, I have I literally had sand in places in my body, like crevices where I was like, what the yeah. fuck? And that's when it got in my ear. That's when I got all the water in my ear. It was that night where I like bled out of my ear. And I think the sand and the water just damaged my eardrum. Have you ever seen a sea cucumber? Mm-hmm. You know how they like squirt sand out of their mouths or what looks like yeah. a penis? Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, so right. none of you know this, but I'm uncircumcised. And uh, I had a similar incident. Where we were in the ocean and same kind of thing was, is we were kind of like bodyboarding, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I had collected a lot of sand in my swimming trunks Yeah, and in other regions. And the best way I can describe it is when we got back to our place, um, much like that sea cucumber, I was basically squeezing out sand from your butthole from my 
penis uh, ooh. trapped in my uncircumcised wiener. In the head? Yep. Gross. Yep. You're just spitting sand. Looks like sandy Play-Doh coming out, the, coming out the end of my wiener. Sand semen. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah. You know what's crazy <clears throat> is that this is episode 68. We were off last week, obviously, because I wasn't here. But we're back. And here's the cool thing. There was some disruption in the recent weeks because of all the shit I had going on, right? Yeah, we had do a lot. So yeah, much. Yeah, There's yeah. just a lot to do. Now, it's smooth sailing. Smooth sailing. I'm fucking smooth sailing until like the next time I decide to take a and vacation. can I say, I'm so glad you're back. I'm glad I'm back. Honestly, it, it wasn't like, so when I went to Oahu the first time I was there for about two weeks, I didn't want to come back. I was like, how can I stay here forever? Oh, I saw I, I saw I, Lauren's post of the same message, and I'm like, "Oh, don't please come back." I, yeah, yeah. Or she was just like, "We may stay here for." And and by the way, Maui, the most beautiful place I've been on Earth. Like there is not a place. And it, what what's kind? Of, I have so much to tell, and so I'm I'm going to be a little jumpy here. But we, I decided to get oceanfront view, like yeah. ocean, like not ocean view, oceanfront, yeah. like for the first couple nights. Like we were literally, it was like. Balcony, ocean, and that's what you wake up to every morning. The last, the last like five nights, I just I we switched rooms and got ocean view because there's only so many oceanfront days we could book, and then we had to do ocean view. Here's the crazy thing: usually that's like a big deal. Like in in Waikiki, you only want ocean view or oceanfront because if you don't and you're in the back half of the building, you're just staring at other buildings. Right. In Maui, the worst view is of these giant fucking gorgeous mountains behind you. Like, you literally, you wake up and you look to the left and you're like, oh my God. Like, the most beautiful Volcanic mountains. mountains. Literally, it's a, Maui's a giant volcano. Yeah. It it's actually has the largest dormant volcano on it in, on Earth. It's huge. It's literally, you can take this trip to a, the crater. Like, you can do bike rides to the crater. It's insane. R.I.P. Anyway. Oahu. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that one's much more active. Well, here, here's the big island. Oh, You're the big, island, big island, yeah, big island, which is where I want to go next yeah. year. <laughs> Just gotta wait for that lava flow to chill. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're already planning on going to big islands. We're gonna go. We're gonna try to go to each island. Now, there's what is it? Uh, Lahaina, which is an island, and Malakai, which is an island, and you can see both of them from like literally from our hotel room. What? I could see Malakai. What's the first and, one? There's Big Lohi- Island. Lohi- I think it's Lahaina Lohi- or Lahaina. No, you know Lahaina is the city we You know were what in. that sounds like? I forget a, what it's a called. A person uh, who just bit their tongue trying to say vagina. <laughs> Lahaina. Yeah, so there's, there's those two small islands. So most people don't know the entire chain islands. The most popular yeah. ones, Oahu's the most popular, Maui, Big Island, Kauai. Those are the four main ones. They got then lazy. there's Malakai, which is not as big. And then there's um, this other smaller one. <laughs> there's such cool names, very tropical names, until you get to the Big, Big Island. Big Island, which is like the like the original the biggest, island. Like, it's the biggest island. It's like the original one. Of the biggest one. staples of, of it's Hawaii. It's the one with a va- <laughs> active volcano on it. Yeah, and they're just got fucking. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, fuck it, we'll call it Big Island, whatever. And it's literally <laughs> called Big Island. Like it's not known as anything else. Like yeah. if you if you do a search, it's just called Big Island. I'm sure the the natives. Uh, they they definitely they have, have a name, name for, for it, it right? yeah. But if you like, yeah, if you search it and you're like, I want a hotel on this island, you got to search Big Island. Like that's that's the name. But anyway, so when we were in uh, Oahu a few years ago, didn't want to come back. 
Maui's way different than Oahu. Like Maui is very chill, very relaxed. There's no nightlife. Like you go into Waikiki, you can do anything. Like there's all kinds of crazy shit to do. Maui's not the same. It's very like it's family friendly, it's quiet, it's peaceful, it's calm resort feel. It's like if you were to go to an all-inclusive resort in like Mexico. Like you just sit on the beach all day. That's like what you do in Maui. And it but it's beautiful. That's it's me. more in my opinion it's more beautiful than Oahu. It, it just scenic is insane. Like there was a night we were sitting on the beach and just looked up and you can see like the other islands in the background cuz it was like the moonlight was really really bright and you can see all the stars like the 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 landscape itself you see the Milky just Way? the view you'd see literally anything it's unfucking real well you look up and you're like holy shit like you're almost in awe like i sat there and was like just staring up like in admiration it was very very cool but after the amount of time we were there it's like i was ready to come home cuz there's only so much stuff you can do there I was like, all right, I want to come see the dogs. I get it back into my normal routine, the whole thing. So it was great, but it wasn't like Lauren and I both decided that Oahu's better. Like we were like, there's just more stuff to do. Like here we didn't have any plans. Like our only so plans were chilling. we're wake up and then we'll decide what's Somehow the fuck to do. Maui worked in that regard, but yeah. yeah but it's when super you want to do stuff. If you want to relax, go to Maui. Don't go to Oahu. Yeah. If you want stuff to do constantly and a new adventure every single day that's different, you go to Oahu. Like, gotcha. that's where you go. So it's not that one is, in my opinion, just better than the other. It just depends on what you want to do. Yeah. Well, I'm glad cool. you had fun because uh, Ripley tried to suck off your dog, Tom. Oh, cool. Should I give him a blowy? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And to break that up. Oh, did, then, he get, did he get mad or was he enjoying it? Uh, no, your dog was going. Oh, God. No yeah. shit. He was getting his first blowy? Yeah. Oh. And Ripley was into it. Really? I had to break it up because I wasn't paying attention. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. And he's, then, he's like a middle-aged man, too. And then like a female praying mantis after she had done her, her sexual shit for him. Tried to kill him. Uh, <laughs> by trying to bite off his lower jaw. Oh, no. So Tom's entire lower jaw was in her mouth, and she was like, and he was like, oh, doing this Tom thing. Yeah. Yeah, Tom's, he's a lover, not a fighter. I've seen him get mean, yeah. and when he gets mean, it's not good. But that was a long time ago. That was when he was, he still had some of his thug in him. (laughs) He was having like fucking PTSD flashbacks. He's an old man now. He can't afford to make mistakes like that by getting in fights and getting in jail. He he knows better. He's definitely a lover. He's not a fighter at all. He's very docile. But yeah, it was, um, it was crazy, man. The, The whole thing, like, it's so weird how fast, like, it's like, fuck, dude, I've been married tomorrow, two weeks. And it just flew by. Two weeks. Yeah, tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's two weeks. Isn't that crazy? It seems literally like it was yesterday. So yeah, nuts. and dudes, man. So a lot of people don't notice, except for the faction members, because we give them all the love. Well, we give you love, but we give them more love. <laughs> um, we did our first technically live stream. Yeah, we did. And it was at your rehearsal dinner. Yeah. That um, was really cool. That so was for cool. everybody who joined. That was really awesome. We didn't obviously didn't get to hang out too long because I had a bunch of stuff. And to it was do, such it was a small fun. click. I think like in and out there was like eight eight people. Yeah. But it was really fun to just kind of like, I guess, look at myself 
Yeah, that is kind of weird. Because they know see I me, like but I can't see them, so it's right. kind of just me staring at a camera. It is very strange, because it's one-way interaction, yeah. minus minus the fact that they can type stuff, which but is yeah, cool. I, honestly, like, you're, like, so this is the first time I guess we get to really talk about the wedding or anything, but... Yeah. Dude, it was a fucking is it I've been to a lot of weddings and it was by far the best wedding. I hear I've heard that. I've had people text me, I've had people message me. Our cousin Brent. Yeah. I sent him the picture of him and Jenna yesterday. Yeah. And he was like, dude, that was the best wedding. He's like, I've been to a ton of weddings and that's the best wedding I've ever been to. I was like, Yeah, I could tell by the two fucking Bud Light Twin Towers that you guys made at your table. Oh, shit. Because I sent him the picture, and he goes, oh, that's a great picture. I remember none of that. <laughs> dude, and I was like, yeah, dude, it I was, it was remember great. when we went outside to finally smoke cigars, which was really hard to do because people I, wanted to keep pulling us back inside. I took four puffs off that cigar. Yeah, I think I, was I, it. I finished a quarter of a cigar that entire night. I was... I. I wasn't disappointed because I had a lot of fun, but I really wish I could have spent more because people wanted to be outside. But here's the thing. Thank you to John Huber from Crown Heads for sponsoring Corey's wedding with cigars from a cigar bar that was put together by both Lauren and Corey, which was pretty stellar. It was La Carim's, Las Marias, and uh, Four Kicks. Four Kicks. And there was even a small batch of the Mule Kicks, which I did not touch. Uh, But that said... I saw people smoke cigars that I didn't even know smoked cigars. Yeah, dude, all the cigars were gone. They I were put gone. out. I think I put out sixty total, and they were all gone. I didn't. Think I we never were thought. Get that. We, I didn't think we'd get through Me half. Either. I, I, I was like, yeah. half half of these will be consumed, and I literally go, I'll take the other half right. and bring them back with me. And then when I went to check at the end of the night, they were all gone. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I saw people smoke cigars that I'd never know. Girls smoking cigars, smoke, like our cousin, friends, Brit- our cousin cigars. Brittany clearly did not know how to smoke a cigar because I saw her take a puff and go (laughs) and she ran inside because she was about to throw up. I shit you not. Our cousin Brittany was about to vomit because she was inhaling that goddamn thing. Oh yeah. And she ran back inside. Perhaps perhaps we should have put some instructions as to what to do. Maybe like 101 tips. Yeah, like here don't do this and do this. Like we smoked with the fucking photographer. Dude, so speaking of, our photographer's badass. We're going to pick up. So the pictures he sent us that you guys saw all had his like branding on right, them, right. which is which is perfectly which is fine. fine. But we get the site. we get the actual pictures on Saturday. He sent us the nicest fucking message. Like he had so much fun at our wedding. He's like, I got to smoke cigars at the end with everybody and drink some burp, which he's super into, by the way. Yeah. He actually created an event for us for Lauren and I to go to in April. It's April of next year, and he's doing bourbon and bourbon and bourbon and cigar, and cigar things like every week, like every Thursday. Oh, nice. He does tastings at his facility in Reading, so mm-hmm. it's like like down like close downtown Cincinnati. He's got all kinds of like his stock of alcohol is fucking unreal. It's like I walked in there last time. I was like, Daniel, holy shit, dude, you've got some really good stuff. And he'll serve you like when you're in there, like we just stop yeah. by and he goes, what do you want? I was like, is anything on the table? Cause you have Blanton's over here and that's just expensive. He goes, absolutely. So anyway, he does these events. Well, he's doing one for us in April because nah. he knows I love cigars and he wants to do a cigar bourbon event. That'd be sweet. So it's, I think it's April 11th or whatever. And it's like, we're going to that because he's kind of setting it up to, and it's the first time he's doing cigars there, but he's a cigar smoker. He already, he knew who crown heads was. He's like, I'm very familiar with these cigars. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. So he hung out with us at the end, which he really wanted to. He's like, I got to carve out some time to smoke at the end. I'm like, dude, you have to get yourself a drink, 
you and your I think his name was Andrew was his like assistant like other photographer it's like junior photographer yeah, yeah I was like get some bourbon get a cigar and hang out outside like once the night start once you're done doing your photography stuff like make sure that you spend some time and hang out which he did which was really cool it was dude that wedding was unreal yeah it was sweet. fucking unreal I've heard literally nothing ever I've heard so many people like so many of my friends are like absolutely the best wedding I've ever been to ever and I think it really honestly I give Lauren all the credit I give her 99% of the credit because the whole thing that we had in mind which her dad in his speech said I think it was like the first thing he said was the whole idea of the wedding is like it's us getting married obviously yeah but the number one thing we decided when a wedding planner asked us and the photographer asked us and the DJ asked us, what's the most important thing for you guys at this wedding? And it was every single time. Have priority fun. number one was we want every single person in here to have fun. And I think we pulled it off in a pretty big way because alcohol was – all of our liquor was pretty much gone, which I couldn't believe. We still had beer and wine left. Yeah. But people wanted the good stuff. Dude, I had – And they drank the good I stuff. I had five of the Toms. Damn. Yeah. That was so much sugar. Oh yeah. It's I mean it's 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 like a pure which by the way, you're welcome though, because I picked out diet ginger beer and not yeah. the, regu- Dude, the regular the regular stuff would have fucked. I would have I, I was getting a headache at one yeah. one AM. They're very they're very sugary, but they're good. The entertainment was good, like DJ did a fucking great job. Dude, I danced my ass off. I dance, and I don't normally dance. I don't either, but I had a lot of fun dancing. Yeah. Like, dude, my old boss, Brian, did you see Brian tearing it up? <laughs> dude, he fucking was ripping it up. And him and I were, like, dancing next to I got a picture of him literally like this, <laughs> like, in the background. It was, it was. I had the rave thing going on. I had my whole body covered in glowing, yeah, like, fucking strobing lights. lights. <laughs> dude, it was. It was fucking amazing. The only thing that I regret, and it's not even a regret because you can't really do it. It was like, I wish I had, I wish there was like, like Lauren wanted people on the dance floor, which I did too. Like we both agreed like, hey, let's, let's get, make sure people are inside, like enjoying it. That's why we have the DJ and all that. But I wish really like once the DJ throttled down and people kind of left, then we could migrate outside for everyone to chill. And even Lauren said the same thing. She goes, Everybody loved being outside, smoking cigars and drinking so much. That patio was fucking full. There was was a time I walked out there. I was like, holy shit, dude. We literally. This is crazy. Even when we went out there for like post cigar photos. It was still full. It was full. There was people everywhere. I could not believe. There was one time I walked out just to take a breath and I was like, holy fuck, there's so many people out here. And she agreed, like, we wish we had more time to spend with people outside because it was a beautiful night. I mean, it was, it felt so good out. I have to ask you a question. Mm Mm-hmm. I refuse to watch the video, uh, but... Oh, yeah, I, your best man speech? I've been told that your face, when I start talking, goes almost to sheer terror. Yeah, I put my hands... I put my <laughs> face in my hands because I went, Because oh, you didn't fuck. know what I was going to do? No idea. I thought you were going to get me to sing, and I was about to punch <laughs> you in the dick. Literally, I thought that's what you were going to do, and I was going to be like, I'm going to murder What'd you What do you right think now. I do that to you? I mean, I'm glad you what, did. What, what did I tell you before when I told you I was going to, for my best man speech, I said, if there's anybody that's going to be embarrassed by this, it's just going to be me. Right. That's true. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> I had every single, there's tons of video of you out there Is and, there? Oh, and the Jesus DJ Christ. had a videographer with him. And I think Brian has video of it. 
So I told him I want the video, and he said when he gets everything through and edited, oh, he'll send it to me. Um, but there is so much cell phone video of you singing, it's unreal. <laughs> I had so many people sending me videos. Kevin sent it to me. Aaron, Kevin's now my sister-in-law, technically yeah. now, um, she put on her Instagram story, she literally put best, best man speech ever. And it was just a video of you singing. So Chris sang, which was really fucking cool. I mean, not only was it really cool like and shit. funny, but it was really classy. Dude, It's people were seriously like, holy fuck. You think you sounded like shit, but I'm telling you, the people who were there who are not singers were like, holy shit. That was amazing. It was really, really good. It was good. It was, it was definitely... Lauren loved it, which was great. <laughs> she thought it was amazing. And everybody else was like, holy shit, that was so fucking awesome. I got a standing ovation, which was pretty fucking you did. cool. You did. And here's the thing. Brooke's speech was really good. It was. And then it was like yours came up, <laughs> which she even said she wanted you after hers. Because <laughs> she's like, whatever he's going to do, I'm not going to be able to top it. <laughs> so... It just went out on, like, the perfect, like, boom. There it was. It was fantastic. Yeah, cool. Like, the whole night, I don't remember the food, honestly. I don't even remember eating. I don't, I ate so little. I remember I was drinking. So, I was I drank, so nervous. I drank a ton, but I didn't drink, I drank just enough consistently out through the night not to get drunk and not to get, like, Same. overwhelmed by drinking. Same. But I was definitely a really good buzzed through the whole night. And, like, it was... Perfect. I think like the I whole had thing like was perfect. A couple pieces of beef and like some I think that's vegetables. What, I think that's what I ate. I didn't I even eat my full plate. The first thing I ate, so when we did the cake cutting, like I eat, like they serve you your own cake. Right. And I was just like, All right. and I barely ate any of it. I had like two bites of each, but I fucking smashed Bill's donuts. I grabbed two. I double fisted donuts on the way back. I ate donuts before I even ate my food. I was just like, you won't believe gulp. this shit. I grabbed a sprinkled donut. I was eating it, and then someone's like, Chris, come over here. And I'm like, okay. So I set down my donut, and by the time I came back, a cleaning lady had already snagged. I'm like, that oh, bitch. Oh, that <laughs> son of a bitch. By the way, Bill's has uh, maple and bacon donuts right now, and I had yeah, They've had them for a while. Oh, they were great. Are they good? A little sweet, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always like the idea of bacon on a donut because that savory flavor. Yeah, yeah. It's really smart. But yeah, it was, it was really fucking... The it was of the inc- year. It was incredible. It was. I feel like it's going to be tough for people to top that. Like it's going to be talked about for a while. Yeah. Which I love because I'm just glad people had fun. Like there were some people there who, you know, I knew people who weren't going to dance, and there was going to be people who were just going to kind of chill out. Now I was totally fine with that. Yeah. But I knew some people were going to show up in a big way, and they did, and they got down. It was awesome. They did get down. Like our cousins on our dad's side of the family. Oh, they went, did fucking great. They went crazy. They were great. It was so awesome. Their beer tower, their Bud Light tower. I told Brand, I was like, dude, I think you guys single handedly drank most of the Bud Brent, Light. Brandon, Brittany, Jenna, Wes. Even Paul. Paul Even got Paul. down. Paul, Paul seemed Paul pretty seemed ine- a little. He, per- he seemed inebriated when I started talking little, to him. Yeah, and was, that was at the beginning of the night. Yeah, I think he was, <laughs> he was there for sure. Yeah, it was it was tons of fun and and all the groomsmen just fantastic. You guys did so fucking good as far as like getting stuff organized, getting people sat, like just supporting everything. I I could not be there was no drama. There was zero fucking drama. Zero. That was the incredible part to me was like I just expected on the day of that there was going to be something weird that was going to happen. It was like there was some miscommunication as far as times in which you guys needed to be there, right, which right. was kind of shitty. 
But uh, we just drink. But part of me was just like, well, what else are they going to do, right? You guys can sit up there and yeah. just hang out and drink while you know we went and did our pictures, which are pictures. There's ones I know, and Daniel hasn't showed them to us yet that I know are going to be the most amazing ones that he's. I know he's saving for us. That dude, when you see them, they're fucking unreal. Like he just, I don't know what that guy does and how he does, and he does very little editing. He, it's it's all lighting. It's like yeah. all of his oh, lighting yeah. system is yeah, yeah. is how he takes photos. Just fucking because he showed us like previews of them, like as we were taking he and literally you could tell there was ones where he was like, "Holy shit, this is it!" Like this fucking picture. He's like, "Look at this." He gets really jazzed, which I love. I appreciate. Yeah. It's not just like another job for him. He like he's very into it. Yeah. So he he made the day. Honestly, him and Brian like made the day for us. Brian's our DJ. Like yeah. those two guys just working in conjunction and keeping time and keeping everything moving was I couldn't ask for. I couldn't ask for a better system. Yeah. It was, it was fantastic. That's awesome. It was a great wedding. It was, it was good times. I, you know, what's weird too is like, so there's, <laughs> I made a joke. There's a couple of times I teared up, but I didn't really like make it super known. And actually I think I, I, I call it sweating from my eyes. Uh, I don't call it tearing <laughs> up. Um, I sweat from my eyes if, a few times, which was probably a good thing because I didn't, during the ceremony and I thought I was going to I got a little choked up there for a second when Lauren started walking down with her dad and I was just like oh boy oh boy cue the waterworks um but there was there was so Lauren and I did this thing called first look which is we get to see each other for the first time before the ceremony happens the traditional thing is you always see the bride in her dress as the ceremony starts we decided to take pictures during that time so the way that they organize how you do the first look is that Lauren and her dad get to see each other first. So they like, basically she's turned around and he walks up behind her and then he gets to see her for the very first time, like yeah. in her dress and the whole thing. And it's very candid. Like the photographer shoots pictures in a very candid way. Like it's just them talking to each other, interacting and there's just photographers off to the side. Nothing's like really staged. Yeah. Then the idea is that Mark comes back to me and says, okay, she's ready to see you. And then I walk up. So there's pictures of her turned around and I'm walking up and the photographer snapping candidates of like me walking up or whatever. Anyway. So when I get up to her and I saw her and it's the first time I saw her in her dress, dude, I was like, that was it. I was like, well, there, there's the tears. Like it just instantly just walked up and I was like, oh, and she looked so beautiful. Yeah, she it was did. insane how good she looked. Like, it, it took my breath away. Like, seriously, I walked up, and I was like, holy shit. So we took those pictures, and the photographer, um, he's, he's taking pictures, and he's kind of talking to us. He goes, hey, I'm just going to hang out back real quick. And I said, what did I say to him? I said, you, you may want to turn the camera away for a second, because <laughs> if I stare at her any longer, I'm going to get a boner, and it's going to show up in the pictures. <laughs> and every one of them just died laughing, like dropped their cameras and just started, like, busting out laughing. Anyway, so that was really cool. We went and took all of our pictures. And then the second thing that got me, and I'm glad I just got it out of my system, Lauren's mom, I saw her, I think it was, I don't know if it was, it was right after I saw Lauren for the first time. Her mom walked up and she gave me this, and it's going to make me fucking cry. Holy shit. Sorry. She walked up and gave me this pen. Yeah. And it was, I don't know if I showed it to you, I had the inside of my jacket. And it was a pen with Tom and Lily's picture on it. Oh. Which to me was fucking awesome. Yeah. Because... Jesus fucking Christ, I'm a little bitch. <laughs> I'm a sympathy crier, so keep it under control. Otherwise, we'll both be crying. Dude, it still tears me up. Because, like, 
the dogs are a huge part of my life. Sure. And really, the whole time I was like, how do I get the dogs to be a part of the wedding? Yeah. Like, just because they're my babies. And there's just no way you can do it in the facility. And it's like, how are they going to get taken care of or whatever? So her mom made this pin for me that had both their pictures in it. Yeah. Which was fucking awesome. And yeah. I'm just standing there like waterworks <laughs> photographer. <laughs> there's a picture of me that, um, that he actually posted to that Facebook link that I sent you guys. Yeah. And it's, thank God it's of me with my head down because her mom's pinning it on me and I'm just fucking crying. It's already an emotional day. So yeah. it's like one of those things where I was like, all right. Just let it go. I just like get it out of my system now, which is one of the reasons why I thank God I think I got it out of my system. And I'm glad we saw each other first because I didn't want to be the guy standing up there like. Doing your vows really can't <laughs> speak. Balling my eyes out. <laughs> so I didn't want that, but it was, that was like the sweetest thing. I think like I didn't even think about it. I was thinking about the dogs all day, like dad taking care of them for me and just like, you know, they're at home and we're going to have this crazy night and then I'm going to see them for like a couple hours and then I got to leave again. My dogs are a huge part of my life. You know yeah, that? Yeah. So that was really cool. And I have that pen, which I'm going to have forever, which is fucking fantastic. But anyway, so that whole like doing the photography and seeing her and like being outside and taking all those pictures and then coming back in. It was like game time walking down the steps, dude. I was like (laughs) my nervousness. I wasn't nervous at all other than walking down those treacherous metal stairs. If we slip, you're dead. Like you're, you'll, you're going to get concussed. You're going to bash your face open. It's like the whole time I'm just, cause you know how my ankle was then. Like I could barely walk and I'm literally walking down the fucking steps. Like don't fall, don't fall. And as soon as I made it to the bottom, I was like, all good. All good. I felt so awkward because, like, I helped mom. So parents walked down. Yeah, and then you had to go back up. So I had to literally drop mom off at the front row on your side of the family and then sprint up the stairs and then get back in line and immediately come right back down. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little weird. Dave had to do the same thing. But, yeah, so, yeah, but once we were planted down there and we were, like, ready to go, I was, dude, I was, it was done. Dude. Like, I was game. Kale, perfect. He, man, I lost my shit when I saw him walk down. I did, I did too. I, I that was, was another. That so was another hard. moment where I was like, oh no, oh no. I was crying so hard when I saw him come down. Didn't he say, "Good job, Dad"? Yeah, good job, Daddy. Dude, he walked. He was fucking perfect. He was very perfect. So I know this may be boring to a lot of people. I don't give a fuck because I want to <laughs> recap this like amazing moment in my life. Dude, he, so my little nephew, Kale, Chris's son, he was the ring bearer, and it was cool because he was holding a cigar box. It was the Alec Bradley Sanctum box, which was pretty tight, Yeah, flipped open. Anyway, so he was walking down, and he did so fucking good. Like, I, not even just then. Like, he nailed that piece of yeah. it. The whole night. The whole fucking night. Kale was dancing. He was fucking handing out these little rings that lit up. So it was like like Chris was talking rave style. He was his whole fingers were flashing. He was dancing in the middle of all the girls. He's like, "Where's Elvia at? Where's so and so at? I want to dance." And he's just and he just so fucking well behaved. I could not believe. And he went to the fucking end. Yes, he did. He was there till like eleven, eleven yep. thirty almost, yep. and was still awake and was like. I said bye to him, love you, bud, and he was like, love you, and just left. And that, I mean, I was like, holy shit, dude, he didn't fucking fuss. There was no other Nothing. kids around. 
he not only entertained himself, but he entertained everybody else. Yes, he did. He kind of kept the party alive. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. There's a few times where it's like dance floors getting a little, you know, it's like, uh, and then Kale walks out with these little flashy rings and everyone's like, we're in it. As soon as we even sat down when we we're about to eat, he's out there. He dancing. started dancing by he himself. By himself, it was awesome. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. I think I have video of him, or <laughs> I think I posted video of him dancing. Yeah, he he did so good. He was so well behaved. He did such a great job during the ceremony. And with all you know, you just never know how kids are going to react when there's so many people around. You know, I thought maybe, dude, he was like, "Fuck these people, I'm in it." Like he, yeah, that kid. May not be into sports so much. Probably gonna be in the drama club. <laughs> he's gonna be theater. He's gonna be like he's gonna be a theater, which is awesome. He's probably gonna be more of a theater kid because he just oh. has that. He has that entertainment in a child that is kind of rare when kids are that young. Like an awareness of like goofiness and like the the sporadic dancing and all that stuff. Like he's he's one hundred percent himself. Like Caleb. I don't. I feel like he never does anything to try to impress anyone else. It's like he's feeling the moment for himself. Yeah, yeah. Perfect fucking theater child. Yeah, like it's it's gonna be fantastic. But yeah, it was, dude, fucking incredible. The yeah. whole goddamn day was incredible. Yes, it was. And then I turned around. Thank you for watching the dogs. Yeah, appreciate it. I turn around, come home, pack our stuff, trying to get shit ready. We had to deposit a whole bunch of money in the bank account. We were like really busy the next day until the flight left. And the next day, I get on my flight, and my fucking ankle won't even fit in my shoe. I couldn't tie my shoe around my, and the whole time I was like, throt. dude, it's like, I mean, people can't see this, but my, my other ankle is about this big, Yeah, my normal one, and the other one was about that big. So imagine a, I had a, I had a giant cankle. Imagine a softball. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was close to that width. I yeah. mean, not, not quite there, but it was. The whole, like, you couldn't see the bones. So, it was so small. So imagine a baseball. More like a baseball. And it was, dude, it was so fucking painful. It's still painful. I have a brace on it now. It's so, it was so bad. And I think, I mean, I think the reason it was as bad as it was on my flight was just because the I was walk, too. I, I, walking around, pressure, I knew the pressure, the like pressure the was pressure going to fuck it up. Yeah. Um, but just like walking around the entire wedding day and then dancing and I was in those uncomfortable shoes, like didn't dress shoes or whatever, just didn't help. I didn't have any support on my ankle. So I think it's mostly that, but I ended up finding out because I went to the doctor yesterday, had to get x-rays done. X-ray results came back today. No broken bones, no fractures. Thank God. But I have what they call a class two lower ankle sprain, which is a partial tear in the tendons that run from the side bone. Yeah. To the back of the heel. Uh, that's making my. That's gonna make me feel funny. So it it's not a good feeling. Like it the whole it's like my from the bone to the heel. Like if I jolt my foot at all, like if my foot gets caught on the ground, kind of does one of the and it stops, it's the most painful thing ever. Uh, like it is the, it's a horrific like yelping pain. Which I imagine walking on the beach in Hawaii and you step in a bunch of fucking potholes. Like, like sit, <laughs> dude. Literally, there's a few times I was like. Argh! God damn it. And Lauren's like, you all right? And I was just like, oh, give me a second. Walking up and down stairs, doing the whole thing. So I, I heard it enough, and I, I can't figure out if the guy hitting me with a slap shot is what caused the sprain. I think, honestly, what happened was is that where he hit me was right on that bone and was right on that tendon. And I think the fact that I skated through it and finished the game and was just on it, it was the entire time. Amount, a huge I, amount of stress. I think that's what it was. And I think the sprain actually got caused at the wedding. I think it was just 
slightly damaged from him hitting me because yeah. I've, I've been hit in that same spot so many times and it's mostly a bone bruise and it goes away it hurts but it goes away in a few days the fact that this hasn't gone away yet i was that's why i went to the doctor it's like something's yeah. wrong yeah so yeah so they did um this is a class class two which is weird i didn't know there's a classification sprain lower ankle sprain and the fucking nurse's practitioner yesterday recommended i have fi- or no today that i get physical therapy can't you just do that at home? I was like, she's like, I, I want to recommend you to see a physical therapist starting next week. And I was just like, um, is that necessary? And she was just like, well, as long as you had it and as painful as it is, I would, I would highly recommend it. And I was just like, she's like, we'll, we'll get it set up for you. They'll call you sometime next week. And I was like, oh, okay. Girl, you just want that green paper. Yeah. So that's what I ended up kind of finding out. So I ended up calling Dr. Sefton hmm. and he goes, I told him what happened. I said, yeah, they recommended physical therapy. He goes, you don't need physical therapy. And what I had read online and what everybody's told me, ice, elevate, brace, stay off of it. You'll be fine. He's like, it'll heal. He's, he told me it was going to take a while to heal. Does that mean he said class two, like lower ankle sprains will take like to fully heal to where you have full mobility is going to take anywhere from like four to six weeks. Yikes. Which sucks. And it's only in that motion. I can walk fine. Like, I still favor it a little bit because I don't want that little, like, I don't want it to get stuck on the ground and jolt. But I can, on normal elevation, I walk fine. Going up and down stairs, that sucks. I imagine. It's so painful. But. Which is like being in skates anyway. You're constantly stepping. I know. I know. My hockey team is not happy because <laughs> I've already missed two weeks. And, like, everyone's like, what the fuck? Yikes. I was like, dude, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I don't really have a choice. But, huh. yeah. So that was, uh, that's been my life the past couple of weeks. And now I'm home, which is great. It feels good to be back. doesn't feel good, good to go back to work. Yeah. I had to tell myself while I was in Maui, you know, okay, honeymoon's ending, fantastic time. Maui's incredible. I was like, I have to go back to work, which is a very depressing thing to think about. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, okay, I got to get myself out of this, like, worrying about coming back to this i get to come back to friends get to come back to family get to come back to my dogs i get to come back to normalcy so those are all things i was thankful to come back to yeah so it made that a little bit easier and and work's been fine the past few days i mean it sucked kind of catching up on on well i got in tuesday we got in tuesday morning our flight landed at like 5 30 in the morning this was a red eye and we got home after picking the dogs up around 8 20 and I immediately got on my computer and started working. I wasn't due to be back to work until Wednesday, yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I ended up getting on my computer and just trying to get through emails. There were over a thousand emails. I had to just like start nipping them and just getting them down a little bit. And I saw a few emails in there from customers where I didn't see responses from my inside team where they had usually what happens is this customer will email me, they'll see my out of office, and then They'll say, oh, okay, Corey's not in the office. I'll go ahead and email his inside team, and the inside team will take care of it. That's why I have an out-of-office. There's instructions on there for somebody to do something. Yeah. So what really fucking frustrated me is I saw, and, and when they respond, they always copy me in to let me know it's done. I saw a few emails in there from a customer, a couple customers, that I never saw responses back from my inside team, copying me in on the initial request. So... I responded back to those people on Tuesday, not supposed to be back at work yet, out of office is still on. Yeah, yeah. And so one customer said, hey, did, did my inside team take care of this? I was like, did you email or reach out to them? And like, this is something that was emailed. 
It was a quote request which said urgent, and that's the reason I responded to it. Urgent. Need this pricing ASAP. It was like, I got back Tuesday. It was like from the Thursday or Friday before. So I was like, man, I wonder if this was responded to. If it's really urgent, I want to make sure it was taken care of. Yeah. So I emailed a customer who's the owner of this company. And I said, was this taken care of? And he goes, he goes, or I said, did you see my out-of-office instruction to email inside team? I never saw an email from them copying me in on this request. He goes, oh, no, I didn't send it to them, but I still need it done. I said, cool, I'll have it done to you tomorrow morning. And he literally emails me back and says, can you get to it now? I said, no, I'm not working right now. I was like, I'm not even supposed <laughs> to be checking my emails. I said, I literally just landed from a long trip from Hawaii two hours ago. I'll get it to you in the morning. And that was it. I was like, fuck that shit. If you cannot read instructions, that's your fucking fault. Sure. I have it there for a reason. That's all you had to do was forward the fucking email, and you choose to ignore it. You get the email. You get the response. You fucking ignore it. That's your problem. You're going to fucking wait. So I woke up 830 next morning. I said, here, Terry, here you go. Here's your your information. (laughs) Fucking retard. Good figure. That's, I hope he's not. I hope I, people in my company never hear this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we've got a review. It's yes, review we do. We've got a review. We're back at it. We've got a bunch of reviews coming up, and we've got a bunch of interviews coming up. I'm lining up yet a fucking another one. I think it's like five, and I just got to figure out dates because there's so many. I've literally had to push people into like next year. I get notifications like, on oh. now since I have your account linked to my, my, my account. Yeah. So I keep seeing them pop in. I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's there's a lot. There is a lot of shit. Yeah, that we are going to have to engage on and do over the course of like the next four months. It's uh, it's about four months. It's going to be up to the first of the year. Yeah, it's going to be. Let's see, to, I think, March, maybe February at this point, yeah. we pushed out. Yeah. Yeah, I just had another one coming today, and I was just like, ugh. So it's going to be, um. hey, we like what you do. You're real racist, and you just tell it as it is. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we got a review, and it's been a while since we've reviewed, dare I say it's been a while since we reviewed a Drew Estate cigar. It has been but a this, while. But this, like you mentioned, I think yesterday, is a pretty appropriate time to do so, as we're just off the um, the announcement of the Crown Heads Buckeye Land, which is the new Ohio exclusive. Uh, thank you, Half Wheel, for mentioning us in your article. Screw you, uh, other 49 states. Yeah. Well... Hawaii and Alaska doesn't count. And there's already a couple out. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, so that announcement came out. If you haven't listened to the podcast, it's episode 67. It's been out for two weeks now. Mm -hmm. Um, So listen to it. It's a great interview with John Heber. They're always good. Conversations with him are always rocking. But this is the first time that he has actually teamed up with Drew Estate to produce a cigar, which we're pretty tickled about because they have one of the best blenders out there, Herrera Esley. Is it not Herrera Esley? Herrera, Willie Herrera. Willie Instead Herrera. of Herrera Esley, which is one of his cigars. Willie Herrera is the one that helped produce and blend this cigar, which is awesome. Obviously very noted in the industry, being pretty much a blending genius. So what a better opportunity for us to go from Buckeye Land announcement to let's review Drew Estate Cigar. Yeah, absolutely. So 
let's kick it off. Let's get into it. And uh, Chris, we'll always start with you as far as divulging how we actually break this stuff down. Brother, it's so good to be back. It's good to be back to come back to these introductions, <laughs> these cigar reviews. Yeah. I, I'm just glad to be here. I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Each cigar review is based on our six-point rating scale and broken down into three main categories, construction, burn, and taste. We then see if the cigar is worth the price for possible bonus or penalty points. Boner points. Then finally, we average out our individual scores, giving you guys our total cigar rating out of six between myself and my newly married brother. Yeah, crazy. Uh, I don't think I actually said which Drew Estate cigar it was, but it is the Drew Estate Undercrown Sun Grown, which was the last... It was the last Undercrown cigars, the latest Undercrown cigar, which has been out for a little oh, while. Over a year. Over a year. Yeah. Um, you had the Connecticut Shade, and then there's the Maduro, and now we have the, the Sun Grown. Yeah. So that's what we're reviewing today. It's been on, like Chris said, it's been, it's been on the market for a little while, and the components of the cigar are a little, I don't want to say they're crazy, but maybe a little bit different. Maybe a little eccentric. That's actually a good way of saying it, probably. So, Chris, can you just let everybody know what this thing is comprised Absolutely. of? Absolutely. And let's just start off by saying sun-grown isn't all tobacco sun-grown. Mm, I mean, it's in the sun, but there is considered shade-grown, which is under cheesecloth. But, yes, there is a component of sunlight. See so what you're I'm not, saying? So you're not wrong. <laughs> 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 yeah, they're not, it's not grown in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm being a little too black and white on this subject. No, but you, you are technically correct, yes. Anyways, this wrapper is pretty interesting. It's an Ecuadorian Sumatra sun-grown. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the shade-grown or maybe dungeon-grown. Yeah. Uh, the binder, Connecticut River Valley. Yeah. Connecticut River Valley Stalk Cut. Yeah. Connecticut River Valley Stalk Cut Cured, cured. Sun Grown Hibini. Which is so weird because there's a complexity to the binder that right. doesn't really need to be there. Right? right. Because we always say, hey, the flavors derived from the binder are fairly minimal. It's kind of like the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. You like the you like the chocolate, you like the peanut butter in the middle, but are you really going to eat the wrapper? Yeah, definitely not. I know what you're trying to do there is a little off. It was a little off, but yeah, I see what you're <laughs> I see what you're doing. If the wrapper was in between the peanut right. butter and chocolate, right. you're not going to eat the wrapper. Right. Right. But in context of cigars, the wrapper is full of flavor. Sure, but this is where it gets a little bit confusing because we have these very eccentric, very well-pronounced and transparent tobaccos. And then we go right into the fillers. It's Nicaraguan. Nicaraguan. Yeah. <laughs> Just now, boom. Now, maybe it's Lajero, or maybe it's, you know, Corojo. Yeah, we're not really... We don't know which part yeah, of the plant. It doesn't really divulge, but... Yeah. But it's Nicaraguan, and that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I wouldn't expect anything else, honestly, from Drew And State, so. we had it in a very good Vitola, the yeah. Corona 5 by uh, 5... Five, 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 five and five eights. <laughs> five and five eights by forty six. Uh, by forty six. So I really love small ring gauge. That fucking Vitola size. Yeah, that's a it great is Phenomenal. And it comes at you at a Drew Estate price point of eight dollars ish. Yeah, eight twenty. Just a little. Yep. So let's let's break it down. Um, first thing that we always discuss is construction. Yes. Um. Yeah. 
I mean, honestly, Drew Estate, for the most part, a lot of their premium lines, and I know every cigar should be technically premium. It is premium tobacco we are talking about on this show. Right. But there is definitely a curve to the quality of right. premium There's tobacco. There's like premium. It's almost like when you get when you buy paint, every paint is premium, and then they have ultra premium. Like Valspar. Yeah, and you're like, wait a second. Why do you have four tiers of premium? Premium should mean right. the top tier. Exactly. So they're they're kind of exacerbating the adjectives used to a higher degree. Absolutely. It's like better plus, best, best plus, best plus plus. And you're like, <laughs> but the best is the best. You can leave it at that. That anyway. is 100% accurate. Yeah. And this cigar, thankfully, is like the Valspar of paints. It is a very well-constructed cigar. I love the color. It's something about that mm-hmm. sun-grown Ecuadorian. It yeah. is a very gorgeous look. It does have a good color to it. It has a great for look. Sure. And... I honestly, it was a nice density to to the to the fillers inside of it. No damage whatsoever, and I like that little red band. They, little Dude, red that and, band is little tight. red and gold band. And I also like how they have the little band that says "Sungrown." Yes, I do. I, too. I do appreciate that actually. Yes, uh, construction was great. Uh, it was a very well constructed cigar, and it really works, especially in that Corona Vitola slash size for new listeners. And man, I gotta tell you, it was a five point five for me. It was a great construction. Yeah, um, I I did like so I gave it some high remarks on some of the construction, but I did have some damage. The damage, honestly, is one of my pet peeves, and I know it's difficult not to do, but it's just it's the idea of things being rushed, and this is a simple mistake to make, but it, it's always a rush issue. The glue on the bands, sure, yeah. and if this was a thicker wrapper, which it's not, it's not, at it all. probably wouldn't be as damaged easily. But getting that wrapper to come off. You, you, there's two things you can do with removing a wrapper. Sometimes they just slide off. But you got to be careful because when you're smoking a cigar, you're introducing heat, which swells the cigar. So just pulling a band off sometimes is a challenge. Yes. Yes. The other thing you can do is you can actually pull the band apart, mm-hmm. separate the glue from the other half of the band, and remove it that way. That's what I tried to do because this wouldn't slide off on its own. With that came the wrapper. So yeah. there was, and you could see the glue marks. You could, I mean, I could see it as soon as I pulled the wrapper off. I could see the excess glue marks that was actually stuck to the cigar. It's just one of those pet peeves that I have, and it's it literally comes down to it being rushed, right? You yeah. can, I, you just imagine a factory of people who are working, and it's it's a very redundant process. Yeah, yeah. it's arduous, it's tedious. I get it. You're gonna roll from one to another. It's just boom, boom, boom. It's like clockwork, right? But those small attention to detail components sometimes can make or break your experience as a cigar because what it did was it wasn't even a slight amount of damage it unraveled the wrapper for me all the way towards oh, the top no. <laughs> which thank god did not create a whole bunch of long-term issues but it's certainly kind of it's one of those it's definitely a pet peeve of and mine. maybe there's it was some disruptive of, a little yeah bit. maybe there's some of you listeners that go oh cory why does a lot why does the label even make a difference I'll tell you, people, have you smoked a cigar with a label still on it? Because I have. And guess what? It don't taste right when you're starting to taste paper and goddamn ink. Yeah, it's not good. It Gotta alters it. the flavor. I don't like smoking with that goddamn label on I there. I know people who do smoke I know, I do label. too. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Don't ever do that. Yeah, John. It's a terrible idea. Yeah, John and Skip. Do they smoke How through labels? How dare you? <laughs> Do they smoke through labels? I've seen photos of them doing that. Oh, God. God. How oh. dare you take off those labels I don't, or take the photos sooner? 
<laughs> and then take off the labels. Uh, but they're hardcore, man. They are hardcore. You fucking smoke through anything. I like my paper and ink. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I just definitely not. Um, so yeah, the remo- the removal process of the ban was it just created some slight issues, which kind of sucked. It just caused a little bit of damage, and it gave me an overall score of five point two. It's not terrible. That is not terrible. It's not terrible at all because the rest of it was is really good. I like when there's just enough glue on the band that. It's it hasn't touched the wrapper at all. It's just on the part that overlaps. Yeah, and it's just really easy to pull off, especially when you can't just slide it off, and right. you don't want to rip off any part of the wrapper anyway or nick it. Right. Yeah. Just a little bit of glue. That's all we ask. Just a little bit. Just a little. Just bit. a dab. God, this burn, yo. Mm-hmm. This burn is something else. Yeah, and and I will preface this before you get into it. Sure. The burn on a vitol like this should always be good. It should always be good. At a forty-six ring gauge. If it's anything but good, it it's missed the mark. It's failed. So yeah. anyway, continue. Yeah, consistency, people. Consistency is how even how how even is, is that burn? You get canoeing. You get shoveling. Mm-hmm. You get any of that? Mm-hmm. Do you get bucketing? Yeah, pitting. Pitting. Yeah, I'm gonna say bucketing. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> but flawless, man. It burned even like a champ. And that goes up to the quality construction of a good premium Drew Estate. Because there is a difference between premium Drew Estate and Drew Estate. Right. There's a difference between <laughs> premium and ultra premium or premium plus. <laughs> but the the consistency of the burn was great. Yeah. Fantastic. What about you on that? Um, Before I get into the rest. Not as good. Oh, shit. Here's the thing. Because your rapper? Here's the thing. Three quarters of the way through. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, boy. Then I get to rapper issue. Oh, yeah. The, oh so boy. it started not only... And a, even weirdly enough, even with the rapper issue, I didn't expect it to have a run in it towards the end, but it did. Yeah. And not only that, but then right after that band, like this, here's the thing. This thing was winning the race. Yeah. All the way, three quarters of the way through, the only thing this thing could do to not win the race is to trip and fall. Yeah. And it, it tripped, tripped. And it fell. Um, so not only did I have that ex- the experience with... Um, the wrapper peeling off, which caused a little bit of run towards the end. I also had a dead pocket almost the fucking same time. Oh, that's the I worst. Was like, Son of a bitch. So it had pitted a little bit. Hey, which where was your sucked. dead pocket? Where was it about? It was right past the 25%. A little less than 25. 25% up. Yeah. Guess what? Guess who also had a similar experience? You. Me. Yeah, me is the same fucking roller. Goddamn roller. I'm just kidding. Yeah. That, yeah. It's, it's not. I had one. It happens. It survived the hold test, but it didn't survive the hold test about a minute later. Right, right, <laughs> right. When you when you do it, which we usually try to do it halfway through, just to keep the you know it's it's What's like if you're gonna do it and you're gonna do it at a marker, you're gonna do it halfway through the cigar. What's but. the hold test? I need to say it because it feels like it's been forever since I've mentioned it. Yeah, uh, hold test, peoples. We we wait five minutes. We set that cigar down and set a timer. Why is that important, Chris and Corey? Because sometimes you need to shit. Sometimes you need to eat eat a bite of your sandwich. If you're talking to friends, you're right? Talking to your, friends. your attention's diverted, right? It happens all too often. Mm-hmm. And that's why we do it. Yeah. Because if you pick it back up and that sucker's still lit and you don't have to relight it and re-scorch your wrapper and fillers, that is a quality burn. What's crazy is, is you had a probably a fairly identical experience that I did because a minute before that, or maybe 20 minutes before that, however long it was, uh, 
I had a great whole test. I had a great whole test. It was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it just didn't it was a near, It was near flawless. Yeah. Uh, so it is, it is strange, and that's why we talk about just the component of construction being so important, is that this is the kind of issues can be experienced long term. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I but the, but the whole test was great for me. Yeah. So and I usually try to do it about halfway point, maybe yeah. two thirds. Yeah. In. Sometimes you go a little longer. Yeah, but uh, other than that, you know that that had to, had to deduct a few points. I get it. Whole test is important. It is people. Yeah. That's why it's in the criterion. But the draw. Let's talk about that draw. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, this Vitola creates such a wonderful draw experience. Yeah. Very voluminous smoke <laughs> it's not a word yeah i think so you make up words pretty frequently <laughs> though i don't even know what you're sometimes i don't even know if what you're saying is real <laughs> voluminous <laughs> all right well i'll count it just because i'm too tired to look it up a great draw a great draw yeah um it made me feel good i like when it i like when it's airy it's not too tight there's, dude, there's such, a lot of smoke. There's such a perfect balance, too, because something that's too airy sucks. Yeah. I feel like you're just like, <sighs> yeah. you're like, fuck. And then stuff that's too tight sucks. There is a really good balance to a good draw on a cigar. Yeah. And I agree with you as this one hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Like, high remarks for the draw overall. This Vitola, as you said, I think speaks for itself when it comes to that you just you expect it to be good and quite honestly in a 46 ring gauge like 46 48 yeah i usually have pretty good draws on that it just seems like yeah. the way that the components are rolled and everything's constructed is usually conducive of a good draw yeah and that's a big component for me obviously i mean i have literally hated on certain brands because of draw issues yeah same so that i think nail honestly on the draw nailed it i scored it really high actually yeah, I had to wear an eye patch one time because my eyeball popped out. <laughs> I had to stop using the eye. I had to stop using that eye. <laughs> Doctor says if you smoke another cigar in your condition, you're gonna lose that eye. Yeah, pop your eye out. So we're gonna we're gonna prescribe to you a padded eye patch to hold yeah. that eyeball back in. Yeah, we wouldn't want to call you old Chris Glass Eye. <laughs> That'd be terrible. You <laughs> just, imagine you have like a wonky fucking eye. I'm just like Columbo if you've ever seen Columbo because he's got a glass eye and you're like, where, yeah, the, fucking where is eye. that left eye looking? Does Columbo have a glass eye? Yes. Oh, that's you didn't crazy. Know that? No. Dude, yeah. Do they make them out of glass? I thought they were made of wood. Yeah. It was, it, no, it was a glass. And he had like a small cue ball. And like the, <laughs> the pupil was always dilating different. That, so I thought yeah. he was just always on drugs on the show. And my, I just thought he had a lazy eye. And then someone told me, he's like, no, he's got a fake eye. I'm like, what? That's so weird. I was like, I thought he was just cross-eyed. Don't no. you think the character Columbo would have been better with a patch, though? I feel like he would have been oh, a good dude, patch because he smoked cigars, too. Yeah. He smoked candelas, by the way, people. That's it's something awesome. I've been trying to bring back, and you all need very, to smoke candelas. Very popular back then. Yeah. He was cross-eyed uh, and, and uh, looked like he was on something because yeah. he had a glass eyeball. Like, Why are you this fucking wonky-ass eye? I was like, where are you looking at, you iguana? <laughs> It's funny. It looks like like little pugs when they're puppies. <laughs> they always have fucked up eyes, right? Going in different directions. It's a fucking chameleon eye. Yeah, it's super strange. But yeah. Uh, but the draw was great. Great draw. <laughs> I completely agree. Completely agree. I like I gave it a 5.5 on burn. I think it's a pretty fair one. Other than yours, because I know you had some... I gave it a 5.3. Weird runs. Honestly, because the draw was so good and yeah. because the hold test was so good, it definitely created a nice little curve upwards. So... This, oh man, the flavor! Yeah, okay. the most anticipated part. The flavor. Um, honestly, I really liked it. Like, um, 
sun grown I don't have very often. It's a really nice flavor. Um, and I even wrote down kind of bitter earthy, which I think is expected. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of spice. Why? Nicaraguan fillers, people. Yeah. Just slight, not really overly spicy. Yeah. I think it works too with the Vitola. So you're not getting a lot of that real strong, pungent, spicy filler because it's right. a smaller Vitola. Um, but distinction wise, I think as they described, I think it's pretty fair. I, I could pretty much pick out those notes. I mean, if I go through all my other cigar reviews, I'm like, yeah, I could see it. I can taste it. Right. Um, likeness, pretty enjoyable. I think I like it more than the regular shade. Yeah, the Connecticut or the yeah the Undercrown shade. Yeah, I think I yeah. like it more than that. Um, hmm. and balance, yeah, I think it's well balanced. I think the Vitola is what made the balance right, though. Yeah, I'd say less the components and more the Vitola. The more the I mean, Vitola. The, the obviously components are. But here's the thing: in a different, I think if it was a a larger, or I think if the ring gauge was larger, I wouldn't like it as much. I would, I would, because I think it'd be too much Nicaragua, too much spice heavy. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more right there. So, I mean, I give 5.25 on that, man. Yeah, okay, so that's kind of strange to me because I thought you would enjoy the cigar more than I would. And I will say that I've had the cigar before. The first time I smoked it was actually, it would be exactly a year tomorrow. How do I know that for sure? What? Because I smoked it on Tony's birthday last year oh, shit, when we went did. to the farm. And his birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday, Tony. Happy birthday, Tony. So, it's been almost... An entire year since I smoked this cigar it was the first time I had it. The first time I had it, I really didn't enjoy it. I thought it was too spice heavy. I thought it was way too much. And I had it in the same Vitola, by the way. So that is that was unchanged. That's odd. Um, I thought it was too much. I was like, man, this is it's, it's too harsh for me personally. I could see how a lot of people who like Nicaraguan fillers and Nicaraguan tobacco as a mm-hmm. whole would really enjoy this cigar. But at the time, it was too much for me. I will say I'm glad I revisited it and smoked it again for this review process because I enjoyed it a lot more the second time than I did the first time. Actually gave it a really good, solid flavor score because I thought it, to me, it just seemed more balanced this time. And maybe because these these two samples, or the sample that I smoked, had been sitting in my humidor for, I got it at the same time as I got the one last year. So it's been in there an entire year. The so one, it's been rusting away. The one away. you gave me is from the same batch. So both of them have been have have had time to rest. I will say that the ones that I got last year they were pretty new. They hadn't been out that long. So maybe that goes to show you that simply based on the idea of what aging can do to a cigar yeah. and its you know differences in flavor that are going to be derived over a long period of time, that could have been the differences for me, that made the cigar more enjoyable. I did absolutely like it the second time around better. Mm -hmm. I thought the distinction right there, I agree with you. Anything that you hear as far as descriptors of the cigar pretty much nail its profile. But it's not one of those things where I think is overly complex where it has you kind of thinking about it too much. You're like, what you see is what you get. Like, you know know what you're going to get when you smoke the cigar. Um, I actually really enjoyed it and thought it was really well balanced. If you would have asked me about balance last year at this time, I would go, absolutely not good. But this one just smoked so good for me. I really actually enjoyed it to the point where I'm like, from a flavor perspective, minus some of the issues I had early on, this is a cigar at the price point that I'd like to smoke pretty often. So I gave it a score of a 5.45 on flavor. Wow. Yeah, which is pretty good. That's that's actually a really high score. I don't score much stuff 
higher than that. So I was actually pretty I just pleased. didn't give it a higher one because I didn't like reading Nicaraguan for the filler after reading off the wrapper <laughs> and binder. Just Nicaraguan. I wanted... <laughs> Even though there's a higher degree of complexity brought, we know exists, but it's just like Nicaraguan. Yeah. Blah. It's I'm like joking. they just got lazy. <laughs> They're writing out everything or like, oh, what's the rapper? Woods? And what's the binder? All right, we're tired of making shit up. So what are we going to call the filler? Yeah, let's just call it Nicaraguan. Yeah. Drew Estate, you're a marketing firm. Be better. You were so great at <laughs> talking about these fucking <laughs> lavishing side items and you didn't even fucking... Get, you didn't even describe the fucking main course. Yeah. It was just kind of funny. But I didn't give you minus points for that. I'm just joking with you. Yeah, Jewish obviously. State. Obviously. Yeah. yeah, that's why I said we know that there's more complexity to that. Obviously, yeah. at certain growing region, whatever. We get it. Um, we obviously are making fun. Price bonus. Yeah. 820 mm-hmm. for Drew Estate. Mm-hmm. Undercrown. Sungrown. Mm-hmm. Shade Sungrown. <laughs> Is that right? Is it, sh- is it shade sungrown or just sungrown? Shade sungrown is an oxymoron when it comes to cigars. See Either what shade I'm saying? Grown or sungrown. See what I'm saying? No, shade grown is grown under a cheesecloth. Sungrown is direct sunlight, so it's sungrown. Shade grown is the Connecticut. Yes. Yeah, that's the undercrown. Perfect. That's what I said. Yeah. Now, if they ever decide to make a hybrid of the two, oh, dude, half the plant, half the plant's exposed to sunlight, and the other half under cheesecloth. Half under cheesecloth. They just barber boil that shit together. Dude, that'd be wild. It would look really colored. There you go, Drew Estate. We know you love these little gimmicky marketing things. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna toss this softball to you. You Knock it out of the park. (laughs) (laughs) Price point. Is it worth the eight twenty ish eight ish dollars? You can get it. What do you think? At your local B&M, absolutely. I think $8 for this Corona is a great fucking price. Not only is it in line with the other Undercrown cigars, yeah, it's exactly where it should be on price. It's exactly where it I should be. I think it's very appropriate. Same. Any more than that, I think you're paying too much. Any less than that, I, I would say you're getting a really good deal. Yeah. I think it's priced exactly where it should be priced. Absolutely. So for me, it didn't get a bonus or a Delta. Same. I thought it was great. Coming to it, what did we give this cigar out of six total points? Three, two, one. 5.32. A 90.3% for me. And 88.6 for me. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Sort of coming in at an about average 88. of like eight. Uh, above eight. Mine is an 88.6. So we're coming in around an 89, oh. which yeah. I think is a very appropriate score between the two of us. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, people. This is a cigar you can smoke anytime for any occasion. Yeah. I think this would be a great humidor filler if you like the spice. Yeah. And I think like, if you like Nicaraguan tobacco and you like this, this is dude, a great cigar. You'll yeah. love it because it actually, it is more complex than just saying, oh, it's spice for it. It does have a good balance dude, to it. The wrapper's but great. But the spice never goes away. No, it It's doesn't. always there. It's very pronounced. Now, we'll say this is probably a medium body, probably bordering on full medium, body. Yeah, medium bold for sure. Um, that said, uh, buyer beware if you're a new smoker. Probably not for you. Yeah. I, I wouldn't go down this path. Um, you may be turned There's off. There's plenty <laughs> of Drew Estates you would like. Probably the lower premium of premium cigars on the yeah. acid lines. 
<laughs> so that's that paint that you got to put three coats on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This ain't a one one coat and done. Yeah. It's not paint primer. We're yeah, talking this, about this. This isn't a infusion graduation cigar. That's for sure. Yeah. If you were gonna stay in the Drew Estate line, I certainly would not say this is the natural progression. No, it's not. Um, but you know, casual aficionados, someone who really does like complex things and likes reading something. Like, oh, I just had this Equibonian um something something stalk cut something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you'd probably appreciate it. Right. Uh, but spicy hits all throughout, more prominently in the beginning. Earthy, kind of bitter yeah. on the wrapper, but great. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, to me personally, it was as good as I could have expected it to be on the second try. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. I was ex- Oh, I was expecting the same. And so I already had some bias to it. And then got something better, spicy, which I'm very happy about. But not as spicy as eating one of Corey's um, yard-grown jalapenos on an empty coffee stomach. Yeah, don't ever do that. It's a terrible idea. But those I, jalapenos are good when you're not being a retard about it. I literally thought someone was stabbing me in my gut. <laughs> I ate the whole thing. and That's then, pretty funny. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. It's story good, for though. another time. That's funny. That's a funny. story for another time. I don't not like it. Um, all right, so... That wraps up the review for this week. So fantastic. We'll have another review next week. Stay tuned for that. Um, but in the meantime, let's get out some questions and shout outs. Hey, it's your guys' favorite segment again. It's yeah. called Give Me One Hot Minute, where we answer your questions and now shout outs. Yep. Which let's. has been a thing for at least 10 episodes. Let's do this. But man, I feel fresh at this. I feel like I got to talk about it more. This first one comes to us from Troy Wildberger. Uh, when will we actually get to hear your dad's cocaine stories? And when can we expect your dad to be a special guest? You know, that's so that's a <laughs> great that's a great question, actually, because I've asked my father to be on the podcast, which he agreed he would do. Yeah. We just need to get him over here to do it. Because yeah. my dad. So I think my dad will be a little bit, which is weird because I don't I'm never shy in front of people like ever. And even consciously knowing that there's a lot of people that listen to this, this is how I am all the time. Like it doesn't, yeah, there's no differentiation sure. at all. I'm not, I'm not like the radio guy who's like, Hey everybody, how's it going? And then goes home and beats his wife. Um, Ooh. I'm, this is just me all the time. It's just Chris and I having a conversation, but I feel like dad will have a little bit of podcast stage fright. Probably. So I'm going to have to figure out a way to make him feel comfortable, but he has agreed that he would come on and chit chat with us. But I think it's really to get him engaged, I'm going to need to ask, it can't be just a casual conversation like us. I'm going to need to ask him some very direct questions to get him to open up about stuff to start getting comfortable. Yeah. But there's stories for days. Um, there's some really hilarious ones. <laughs> and uh, he's, and it, when you're talking to him, I love talking down to one-on-one because he's actually yeah. a very good conversationalist, but you've just got to get him to open up about stuff. Uh, uh, listeners, remind me about the time dad had his one night stand where she got to cranking an old Hank. Remind me of that story. Oh, boy. Because he's going to have to tell that story. There is, um, <laughs> there's some, th- you know what? It's actually kind of funny because I forgot. So there's that story. There's the cocaine story. Oh yeah, there's a there's a few of them. There's oh, some, for sure. There's some there's some treasure in there. Yeah, there's definitely some treasure in there. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we'll do it soon. Yeah, I think we could have him on pretty soon. Yeah, this next one comes to us from Chris Allen. Love the questions, guys. Laughing my ass off. Hey, that's me. 
And that is That's you. my own shout out. Did you do that? Yeah. You had your own shout out? My own shout out. Shout out to you. Uh, this next one comes to us from Wilfred Sean Simpson. Just a shout out to say the last podcast was awesome. I've been wanting to try a Hearman and Solomon for a while, but hard to get my oh boy, we read this one already. <laughs> next hey, hey Wilfred I'm trying to see if I have any in here on our Instagram we got we got I yours do. buddy I'm sorry uh um oh my god Rob Perry says I've been meaning to send this but shout out to you guys for reminding me that hot hot heats middle of nowhere is too good absolutely I dude. fucking love that song I love that song it's a great song. I, li- I actually listen to it pretty frequently. Um, Daryl Munro asks, what cooldars are the best on the market in relation to value of cost? Honestly, they're all about the same goddamn price. They're all around the same price. Now, if you throw the word cigar hum- cooldor on there, they jack up the price by about a hundred so bucks. Because you can technically get a wine-a-door. Yeah, so you can get a wine cooler and you can outfit it. Which, you know, it's, it's actually kind of funny because... I was thinking about this the other day uh, because I saw someone who actually very, I'd say, did a very good job of outfitting a regular wine cooler Mm -hmm. and kind of morphing and turning it in, utilizing some of the components that already exist in there, the trays and whatnot, which are, it was just like metal racks, um, and turning that into their quote-unquote cigar wine door, right? Yeah. And... So we bought stuff that, for all intents and purposes, is prefabbed. Right. Even though I kind of had to do some a lot, a lot of stuff to it, but I'm, I'm looking. I'm in the market for a bigger unit. Um, I'm going to be finishing the basement here soon, and want something that's very tall. I want something that I can hold more inventory in. I'd like to double the amount of what I have now. Sure. So I need something that's larger. And I was debating: Do I go the prefab route and get a quote unquote? wine wine door cigar cooler or do i fabricate something that already has the backbone and the foundation and turn it into a an actual you know yeah. something similar to what i have now yeah i have the advantage because i work for an organization that sells a shit ton of wine cool like actual wine door mm-hmm. like there's a fuck ton of them like we have wine fridges out the fucking yin yang Low end to high end. Like we saw ones that are like fucking three grand a piece. They're Ooh, huge. Yeah. So what I'm looking to do is just kind of look through the inventory of what we have at work and then fabricating my own. Because one of the things that you'll notice is I really enjoy one of the things that I like about the wine fridges themselves is that there's a better temperature control. These temperature the temperature controls on this only go so high, only go so low. So the variance of range is it's a lot shorter. It's like 30 degrees. In a wine fridge, that gap is extended. So you have the ability to go higher in temperature and a lot lower in temperature depending on what you're trying to do. So I like that, and I like the fact that you can fabricate them the way that you want them, which is something that I would like to do. I would like to take something and build my own shelves, build my own shelving units, and outfit it the way that I want And keep in mind, you don't need Spanish cedar or any woods if you really want to avoid them. Yeah. That's just for, like, aroma purposes. I don't have... You've seen the ones that I have. Yeah, I don't either. I don't have... I I never get... It's... I don't get any fucking weird flavors or anything. It's very dull, bland wood. You could do plastic. I make sure that... Exactly. People put them in bags all the time. It it drives me nuts. No, the fuck it doesn't. Trust me. I've built... I've built this unit 
and I've fabricated enough and I have other shelving units in there that are not made of Spanish sheet or now they're not made of other woods that are yeah. very aromatic. They're very bland, dull woods, which I made sure that I did. I didn't want pine wood in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't want my cigars smelling like very. fucking gin. I just thought about farting in my goddamn coolador. <laughs> just just leaving it in it. there, trapped. Well, the problem is, is you do have ventilation, so it would dissipate over time. My cigar tastes like poop. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of an episode. I don't know if you ever remember the Sarah Silverman show on comedy central but there's an episode on there where her and her roommate each like he one of them farts in a jar and they like it was like from back in college and they're like unpacking the room and they open the jar <laughs> and it's this fucking like fucking 15 year old fart <laughs> that comes out of the jar <laughs> i've always wanted to do that dude i had the bubble guts the other night oh my god i ate something at the airport in la that just did not agree with me and it was so fucking rancid. I'm not kidding you. The worst smelling I think I've ever had. And you know when you get that warm, hot, bubbly feeling yeah. in your lower gut, you know what it's going to do. And I'll tell you what, usually I like my own brand, but this time I'm like, got to EOL that product. That's bad. Hey, Daryl, uh, I, would, I would just say this. Um, I, I typically only provide recommendations for things I've tried or used. But I would say new air and winter are probably your best bets for cost and value. If you want something prefab, yeah. for sure. And you can find them on Amazon. That's a cool yeah. thing. So typically, if you're an Amazon Prime member, they ship free. I did check the unit that I bought, and I don't think they were offering the Prime free shipping on it anymore. But I think the new air one has it, which I know people have new air and people have winter. The only real difference I think that exists between the two, yeah. and this was the reason of me buying one versus the other, the new air doesn't have a handle. And the winter one that I have has yeah. a handle. Yeah. I like having a handle to pull on as opposed to like yeah. breaking the seal with my And fingers. Joshua Huss actually seconds the Coolador question and I asked what our setups are. You can find our setups. Mine is almost identical to Corey's. Uh, Corey's yeah. has it kind of deep in some of his Instagram posts. Maybe we post what we have on the faction group if that would help. Yeah. So I, I have, yeah, if... I have a lot of people ask me what components I've used when I've outfitted. There, I, there is an Instagram post, and you'll have to scroll through to find it, where I've listed literally everything I have in there and where I got it from. Yeah. And I think 100% of the items I bought were off Amazon. Mine were. So just, just goes to show you that not only you can be smart with your buying, you can consolidate it, you can get it all from one place. But all the components I have are real good cigar components from the passive humidification yeah. system that I've put together yeah. to the humidification sensor that I have, which I love. All at-base sensor gives me um, fluctuations in humidity and temperature. If something changes, I know that it changes. I get alerts. I've got to set uh, variances that if it goes below or above certain points, yeah. I get it alerted, which is fantastic because it lets me know, hey, you're, it's a little dry in here. Then I know I gotta, I've got to put some PG solution in my yeah. units and, and bump it up. So the post does exist. If you ask me, I'm just going to tell you to scroll through my Instagram because I don't want to scroll through it and recopy it. <laughs> um, I believe the post is a picture of my unit. It is. So as soon as you see it, you'll know, you'll know which one it is. Um, Shane Rail says serious shout out to Tony Reynolds. This guy is a fucking savant when it comes to anything cigars and his opinions have never let me down. I wish he was my dad. And Tony Reynolds replies, I'm either blushing or horny. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, Tony. Tony knows his shit when it comes to cigars. There's yeah. no doubt about it's that. It's a wealth of and and anytime you smoke an Illusion cigar, you're gonna get hit up by Tony. Yes. I was smoking that one off last night. He goes, "How do you like that?" Which it was fantastic. Yeah. Which we will review. I'm not even ashamed to say it's fantastic. It's probably gonna get a good review for me once we actually yeah. get to it. But absolutely. Um. Yeah. He's he's uh he's a hard dick writer of Illusion, which rightfully so. They're yeah. a fantastic company. Anyway, um, Father Reynolds is what I'm gonna call Father Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, any others? There is one more. There, well, there's yeah, there's really two. Well, there's one more. Okay, because J- Jamie Taylor, I'll get to you, bud. But yours is a complex question. Vladislav Shevchenko. Oh yeah, Vlad. I said that wrong, but yeah. Well, it oh, doesn't well. matter. Oh well, it's can't, can't get all the names right, right? Right. He says, "Can you increase?" Can you increase the volume of your voices in the podcast? I notice it when I listen to your podcast. It's much quieter than others like Joe Rogan. Makes listening to you guys in the car with the windows down pretty difficult. Vlad, first of all, first of all, you might be going deaf, bro. Uh, He's not wrong. So, and here's the difficulty. The output of the volume is not based upon what I do in post production. It's based upon what our um the uh the back end development stuff that I use, like the hosting that oh, I use yeah, yeah. limits volume output. It's not me. Cause I can crank this bitch all the way up and it's only gonna output so much through their like through their actual program. That's the problem which I've experimented with it before. I've increased the output significantly on the podcast. Like, so if I listen to, if I take the raw production, yeah, and this is probably getting too deep into this, but if I take the raw production, so let's say we record the podcast now, I increase the output level, and then I play it, I pull the file up, pull it on iTunes, and crank it up, it's going to be loud as fuck. It's limited through their system, which sucks. But... We will be off that platform eventually, and then we'll have more and full, fuller control of those things that we don't yet have. I just imagine Vlad, he's just driving on the highway with the sun rising when he's heading to work. Yeah. He's got his favorite show, the Hot Ticket Podcast, playing on the radio. <laughs> well, where's my volume? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'm I'm sorry, bud. It's it's definitely something that I notice even when I'm in my car if I'm if I'm playing back or reviewing it and I have no control over it. Like there's just nothing I can do unless I go back to those guys and say, "Hey, you need to increase the output volume when we load these." Yeah. And they just they just don't. All the hosting's done through them. So, it's it's a little frustrating, I know. I just don't have any control over it. Maybe I'll just scream. <laughs> I'll just scream you my could. lines. You could. I mean, I got all my lines written in front of me anyway. I'll just scream them. Yeah, scream them. Go for it. Yeah, if if I could figure out a way to change it, I would. But I think that change is going to come when we start hosting them ourselves. And Great question, Vlad. <laughs> um, any other questions? Shout outs? Uh, Jamie, we will get to yours. But what cigars would you suggest for a new smoker? That is a... It's a loaded question. It's a loaded question. I actually answered it a little bit when he submitted that question. Oh, you did? I, I vi- in a very, very, very not detailed way. And, and the reason I didn't was because I, I think when I looked at it, it was like late at night, and I was just like, dude, I could write paragraphs. That's more of, quite honestly, 
we can give suggestions, but it's more of a solicited conversation than it is just providing suggestions like, because it's all you, based upon what you like. What have you, you had? Like. Exactly. Yeah. I think there's just more complexity that goes into that question and our ability to answer it appropriately without knowing further details. It's so like, I would rather know more before I It's like I say asking yes. someone what they should eat for dinner. It's like, a fucking T-bone steak. It's like, well, I don't, I don't like, really like steaks. I don't like steaks, yeah. I'm a vegetarian. Well, I'm fucking cabbage. I don't know what to tell you. I only eat pork products. Yeah. Yeah, there. I do have suggestions. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty vague in my responses because going out. And the thing is, I don't want to steer anyone the wrong way. Sure. I don't want to steer anybody into a bad experience. I'm very sensitive about that. So it's anyway, like, it's like asking someone, "Where should I go on vacation?" It's like, who knows better than you? Exactly. Yeah. But I understand the reason for that question because no, for if sure. I was new to cigar smoking, I'd be doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, what's out there that smokes new? But you know, part part of it is trial and error too. Hey, we'll be your travel agent, but we got to start with asking you questions. Yeah, for sure, and that's that's what I would like to do. Yeah, um, I have my own shout out. So oh, okay, I do. Um, I have a, a unique shout out to Jr. Muggleston, who I now call Jr. Mugglebuggle. <laughs> um, oh yeah, he sent you something. Uh, he sent me a care package of cigars for the wedding and my honeymoon, which I greatly appreciate, dude. He stacked that things full of some good shit. Like some real good stuff. And I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate that. And I promised him I'd reciprocate because I have more than enough inventory to, to make someone else happy. I like to pay it forward. Yeah. So I greatly appreciate that, JR. That was super kind of you. Hey, it, when it someone gives above you and a beyond, hand job, for sure. you give that person a hand job. Yeah, we can do dual hand jobs. Yeah. Which is weird because you could jerk yourself off, but sometimes I like the strange feeling. Nothing worse than going down on someone. And them not reciprocating. And then they not reciprocating. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I got mine. Yeah, that is bad. Somet- sometimes you just got to eat that muff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get in that tailpipe. Oh, yeah. Beat it up. I like to, like... Tongue punch that fart box. And blow air-, air into it. It just sounds like jowls on a dog. Just going... Uh, like a like a hound dog with its face hanging out the car window. Oh, you like that labia. <laughs> <laughs> you like those flaps. <laughs> you like those mud flaps. I I want I want those labias to look like a graceful stingray in the ocean with its just wings just <laughs> fucking slowly <laughs> flapping. Looks like a full bloomed rose. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. I want that labia bitch to forever. Look like a goddamn manta ray. God. Golly. Oh, looks like a bass's mouth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's disgusting. Uh, more like a carp's mouth because they have lips. That's, that's weird. True. Oh, yeah, yeah. More like a carp's mouth. Um, yeah, so that was my shout out. I think so it's thank a great you, shout out. I greatly appreciate it. What are you calling them again? Muggle what? Yeah, JR Mugglebuggle. Muggle Yeah. I love that's it. my Harry Potter name for him. Mugglebuggle. Um, so let's conclude the episode. Yeah. As I said before, we've got a whole bunch of cool stuff coming up, so stay tuned for a whole slew of interviews that yeah. will be coming your way in the next couple months. We're going to have some really fucking cool guests on. We already had some really cool guests on. We're going to have some really cool guests on. Tons of questions to be asked. Going to be great dialogue. I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Um, Chris, how can they get a hold of you? You can find me on Instagram at Big6Chris. I finally reached over 1,000 followers. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Hells yeah. Um, that's very cool. It feels great. It should feel great. There's a thousand, at least a thousand people that give a shit enough to look at my posts. Yeah. Which some of them are stupid. How much of those thousand do you think are comprised solely in the gay community? Ooh, 
Um, 10%? 100? I, st- I still have active memberships. 1% maybe? 10, um, 10 people? No, nah, it's got to be more than that. It's around a dozen. I can't help but to laugh every single time. I look, when you post something, I specifically look at the comments the next day later to see which which little uh, fairy boys on there. They've become a little bit commented. more tame, and I, I'll have to admit, the reason is because you guys, you guys set them in their place. Because <laughs> when they pop up, you guys, not Corey, not me, you listeners, are the first ones to respond to those people yeah. on my posts <laughs> in defense of my straight sexuality. He likes girls. <laughs> Three exclamation points. And so far, that has worked very effectively. That's because funny. there's now it's just down to likes. So unless you want to go through my likes, you won't notice them. But they're still there. Do you do you think at all though the last picture that you posted was with our buddy Dave? Do you think that they thought because you were with another grizzly looking man oh, that he was your boyfriend? That's possible. Yeah. That's possible. Yeah, because that was the last one that I saw where the comments were coming in. Thick. Dave played into it though. Yeah. He so did. he made me look more gay. Yeah, he definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious. But you can also find me on TikTok now. Not a great platform cigars. What the fuck is TikTok? It's not a great platform for cigars, but it is formally musically, which is a video uh, platform where you can overlay or underlay audio clips, comedy, music, whatever, in a 30 second like clip. Uh And you can like talk over it almost like you're lip syncing it or singing or doing whatever. So I'm on there. I think I got like three followers. <laughs> so strange. And it's probably not a great platform for cigars. It's really a platform for hot girls to just do stupid, stupid shit. shit. Yeah. Um, but, so let's drop. Why don't we just drop the TikTok? But you can follow me on t- TikTok. Oh my God. Jesus. And you can Christ. always find me on our faction page. The Hot Ticket Cigar Faction. It's a group page. A group one on Facebook. Yeah. Facebook.com forward slash. The Hot Ticket Cigar Faction Thanks. group. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, the Hot Ticket Pod. Also, a administrator on the Hot Ticket Cigar Faction page. Got We're getting some members, dude. Members are. are still flowing in, which is really cool. And everybody is super interactive, and I really like it. I'm enjoying it a lot. It's, it's exactly what I hoped it would be when we started it, and that makes me happy. And um, guys, I apologize. I have been remiss in my engagement on the faction group, but I want you to understand something. Which you something. should get better because I've been gone and I felt like I had abandoned everybody. Let me just have a candid moment with you. And then I looked at it and I was like, where have you been? I have been in a dark place ever since Corey left for his honeymoon. Jesus Christ. It's been very difficult on me <laughs> to feel this alone. Yeah. But well, I'm glad you're back. Well, when I needed you to rise to the occasion the most. But I'm glad you're back. You let everyone down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to be back. I really am. Um, yeah, so you'll you guys will continue seeing content from me. Um uh, back back on the wagon. Hey. We're still kind of on timeline for the new website. I know. Very excited new website coming out. Whole bunch of stuff coming out, which we'll keep you guys comprised of. Apprised of? Comprised? Comprised? Of? Apprised. Appraised? No. It's appraised. <laughs> Definitely not appraised. <laughs> um, anyway, all right. So please subscribe, rate, and review. 
on iTunes Tunes, um, also on Stitcher, Podomatic. So you can also listen on those platforms and a whole bunch of other yeah, subsidiary like platforms. Show, yeah, absolutely. If you like the show, just find it. Go, f- yeah. go fucking find Share it. Share it with your friends. I love how people message me like, oh, I heard about your podcast. Where can I see it? I'm like, have you ever fucking used Google? Because if you type in the Hot Ticket Podcast, there's 20 fucking links that come up. I know. It's very easy to Our find. Our search, if you just type in the Hot Ticket, we're right there. We're right, we're very, we're right at the top. So just do that, and it's super easy. Um, I think the other only Hot Ticket thing is something that Kathy Griffith did like 20 years ago. She's a cunt. No one cares. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us this episode. We shall be back at you next week. Enjoy it, everyone.